0: Welcome to Kingdom Living Ministries, where our vision is knowing God, loving people, and making disciples. We trust this week's message will be a blessing to your life. Enjoy the teaching ministry of KLM. Let's
1: go to the Lord in prayer. Father God, I come boldly before your throne of grace to obtain mercy and to find grace in the time of need. Um, I need you. I want you. I need you. I desire you more than life itself. Father, being with you is the greatest joy of any believer. And Father, I thank you that this short amount of years on the earth, at the max, maybe 120, um, I thank you that I'm going to leave this world and I'm going to spend eternity with you. And that is my greatest joy. That's what I live for, to know you, to walk with you, to be with you. For you are my reward. Father, I thank you. You are my reward. And Father, I, I'm more in love with you than I've ever been before. And I thank you for loving me through your son, Jesus, and giving me your spirit so that I would not be without help. He helps me to worship you. He helps me to love you. He helps me to obey you. For even as my good friend William says, God is the reward of worshiping. Lord I thank you that we don't worship worship we don't praise praise but we worship you for you are the only true God and, and God I thank you that you called me you called me to ministry I, 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 I didn't want it I ran from it but you called me for such a time as this even as my wife said you've been preparing these messages in my heart even from a young lad and and God I just I'm so very grateful Lord I, I was studying just to know you I wasn't studying for a sermon and and you made these these my my intimate notes with you into sermons, and eventually into books. And I'm so very grateful, Father. And God, I just thank you for being my Lord and my Savior, being my Father. I thank you, Father. Where my natural fathers have have fallen short, you made up the difference. And thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord, that you didn't allow my mom to abort me when she had opportunity to. And I thank you, Father, for for my biological father who who was who's very um, um, protective. And Father, I thank you. And Lord, as I step into these offices, all of that's part of the, the making of PD. I step into these offices that you've called me to as a pastor and as a teacher, and I flow out of that grace and that ministry and that anointing. And Father, I pray today that you would meet your people where they are, that they can relate to what I got to say, Father, because it is from you. And as they learn about meditation, as they learn about obeying their spirit, That they will take heed and obey and listen to the spirit of God inside of them. I thank you, Father. And out of that grace, I praise you and I worship you. Come on, just lift up your hands. I worship you, Father. I worship you, Father. I love you, Lord. I worship you with all my heart. I worship you with all my heart. For you are the Lord and besides you there is no other. I thank you, Lord. I worship you, Jesus. I love you, Jesus. I worship you. I praise you, Father. I praise you, Father. For you are the great God. You are the awesome God. You are the mighty God. And I praise you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I praise you, Jesus. I thank you, Lord. We praise you, Jesus. We love you. We worship you, Father. We come to meet with you. We come to meet with you. I thank you, Father. I thank you. I worship you, Jesus. Thank you. Thank you, Lord, Jesus. Thank you, Lord, Jesus. Hallelujah. Now, pray this prayer with me. Pray this prayer. Say, Father of... a Father of our Lord Jesus Christ,
2: Christ
1: grant unto me, granted to me the,
2: spirit the spirit
1: of wisdom and
2: revelation, and revelation in the knowledge, you, and the
1: knowledge of you, that the eyes of my understanding, of my
2: understanding
1: may, be may be enlightened, that I may know, that I may know what, is calling, what is the hope of your calling and what are the riches, are the riches of, your glory, of your glory, of your inheritance, of your inheritance in the saints. Now listen to me as I pray. Father, grant unto me your son and your slave supernatural divine utterance, that I may boldly make known the mysteries of the gospel. I pray not of, not of me, but of you, Father, unto your name give glory. May you be glorified in our midst. May the words of my mouth be, and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight, O oh God. Every sidebar, every focus, every point will be of you. And Father, I pray, Father, that you'll give me the tongue of the learned, that I may speak a word to them that are weary. I thank you, Father, for making my tongue of a pen of a ready writer. Holy Spirit, connect my tongue to my spirit, May I speak divine, supernatural utterance from heaven in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. How uh, I many know prayer is important? Yes. And so it, so it's okay. I know sometimes when when I'm ministering, you just rush right to the prayer. I, I want to demonstrate prayer. I want to, you know, I'm talking to my father, and I got caught up there in a minute going back into my past, but, yeah. <laughs> but it's all good. But you heard my conversations with the Lord, and, and so that's what public prayer is, is. You are listening on a conversation between a father and their son or a father and their daughter. Amen. All right, so today we're going to talk about the lost discipline of meditation. We started last week. This is part two. And um, the the subtitle is Training Your Spirit, Training Your Spirit. Everybody say, Training My Spirit. Training My Spirit. So go with me to Joshua chapter 1, Joshua chapter 1, verse 8. Joshua chapter 1. Joshua chapter 1, verse 8. Um, Meditation. Let's look at um, these powerful words that's given to Moses, I mean from Moses, until Joshua. Joshua was um, Moses' um, son in the ministry. He was Moses' protege. And God was ra- has raised Joshua up to lead the people of God into the promised land. And so this is, these are the words that came out of Moses' mouth. This book of the law should not depart out of your mouth or thy mouth. Uh, actually, that's King James. I'm an ESV, um, Joshua 1.8. This book of the law should not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do according to all that's written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous and then you will have good what? Okay, so there's success, then there's good success. You can be successful at the wrong thing, but good success is doing the will of God for your life. You can be successful in selling drugs, and but God is calling us to good success. Good success is doing the right thing at the right time with the right people. All right, good success. All right, so that's my first text. And so um, we've been talking about meditation. So we see meditation is very important. Many Christians, are they, they know how to pray. They know somewhat of how to fast. I, I'm convinced that most Christians don't know how to fast. I, I think what it is that they're dieting; they're not really fasting. Jesus. They're just dieting, and, and there's nothing different than what the world is doing. There's there's no spiritual power after they fast for three days or 40 days, because uh, they're they're connected to the wrong source. They're they're doing the wrong things. Fasting is 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 you're connecting to the connecting yourself to the works of Christ. And so that works of Christ, that, that power is there, and it shows up in your life. And fasting, if fast, if when you go on a fast and it doesn't change you, you have not really fasted. You just, you just missed some meals. That's all. It's just okay. To, we all can lose some weight, right? So I mean, some of us. Some of y'all are too skinny. Y'all don't need to lose weight. But, uh, but it's just, it's not about, um, the sac- sometimes people are like, well, I'm going to get God to love me more if I fast. Fasting does not move God, but it moves us. Uh-huh. All right. Um, God is not the one stuck. We are. We're stuck with the limitations, like even like the ceiling. Um, there's a limitation, right? There's, there, there's a, um, a ceiling on our lives. So fasting, what, if you truly do biblical fasting, it removes the ceiling off of our lives. And it allows us to hear. See, sometimes we don't hear clearly. We think we hear God. But we don't hear clearly. There's a lot of other stuff going on. There's some emotions. There's the voice of the flesh, the voice of the, the soul, the voice of the world, the voice of temptation, and we don't hear. And so fasting removes that clutter and get the, the wax out so we can hear clearly. Now, that, that was not in my nose. It's free. All right. So Joshua 1.8 talks about the meditation. So we talked about last week, what is meditation? Meditation is to think over, to think over. When you meditate on something, you think over, you think about it. Um, Worrying is a form of meditation. You are thinking about uh, something that, a bill that's not paid and how you're gonna pay it. Are you concerned about a person? When you worry, you are meditating on the wrong things. All right, so you you know how to meditate. You just need to learn how to meditate on purpose, the right things. And so here Joshua, God is speaking through Moses to Joshua, um, don't let this book of the law depart from your mouth, but meditate on it day and night. Part of meditation is your words, your mouth, right? You meditate, part of meditation is with your mouth. Um, If you feel in fear, and we've all felt fear, right? Fear is a real thing. Um, the, The greatest fear is the fear of death, okay? We fear, I mean, sometimes I think when we grieve our loved ones, we are fearful of them being lost in space or something. I mean, but if we think about where they really are, if they're in Christ... You'll rejoice more than your your cry. I'm speaking from experience. I lost two dads, so I got you beat. Some of y'all, <laughs> uh, a biological and stepfather. All right. So meditation on the wrong thing is called worrying. Meditation on the right thing is called biblical um, biblical meditation. So when you think about it. You um, another way of looking at it is you toss it over in your mind. And sometimes when we meditate on something, we what well, we speak it right. We said um, if you're concerned, if, if the doctor gave you a bad report and, and told you you have a disease, um, you think about that. And not only do you think about it, not only do you toss it over in your mind, but you speak it out. Yeah. You talk to a friend and says, you know, um, you know, I got the big C. Pray with me. And then you go to another person and you re- rehearse it. Or if you got hurt by somebody, you think about how what they did or what they said damage your soul and so you think about it you go to bed with your mind on it and you go and you rehearse it to other friends what's happening when you rehearse it so if let's say if you're if it's trying to get healed you just taking the band-aids off you just keep you keep messing with it I remember you know I used to be clumsy growing up and some of I said I still am but you anyway, know mm-hmm. um <laughs> uh, if I if I'm like if I'm walking I used to like Stumble over my feet, right? Like, Cause my feet was bigger <laughs> than most people, and so I would stumble on my feet, and um, and I would like s- like get a scab uh, scab on my leg, on my knee, and then me and my cousins and friends, we would sit there and look at it, and we would like mess around with it. We would pull it off, and and like, oh look, look at that white part. What's that? Um, you know, I, this is true story, and, and and so and this is like, wow, look at that, and then it would never get healed. It will never get it. And so that's what happens when we get hurt. We rehearse it over and over and over. We prayed about it. So even in prayer, we didn't really pray about it. We just rehearsed it to God and really to ourselves. Because God is like, I want to heal you, but you keep saying, you keep talking about and blaming the other person or why you hurt. And then you go and you go to somebody else. And you talk about it and you go into somebody else, you talk about it, you you know, you go to somebody else and you talk and you and just keep rehearsing it over and over and over and over. And so and therefore it never heals. Meditation, right? So that's what meditation is. You, You think about it, you go to bed, you go to bed thinking about it, meditating on it, tossing it over in your mind, you're pondering about it, and then you mutter, you speak about it. You say, you talk about it all the time. That's part of meditation. So um, what you talk the most is what you meditate the most. That's not in my notes. That's supernatural divine utterance. What you talk about the most is really what's, what's, what's really what you're meditating on. What's, what's on your heart? What's on your mind? Listen, people say all the time, you don't know my heart. Yeah, I do. I do. I do. I just let you talk. And whatever you say, it's what's in your heart. And I judge it based on what you said. Y'all can go home now. <laughs> that was worth it, right? So, so you ever want to find out what's in somebody's heart, just let them talk. They'll talk themselves right into telling you their plans. i never forget, I was with um, a young man and we were talking and he, he had some concerns about a, a specific minister and he began to talk about the plan, like what what's in his heart, and he was like, you know, uh, you know, I could really, you know, do some harm to this minister, and I and I can destroy their lives. And he just, I was just listening to him, and so I went to my father, um, and I shared those things with my father, and my father said, the devil just gave you the plan for the enemy, for 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 one of God's ministers. He just. Said what he wanted to do or he could do and, and he just he, he rehearsed it over and over so that was in his heart that was in his heart uh, so we it's important that we we are very careful what we say but but really as Jesus said in matthew 12 out of the abundance of the heart the mouth speaks so whatever you're full of is going to come out right you you can't hide what's whatever you're full of now you can hide what where you are where there's areas where you're deficient in, right? But if you're full of something, it's going to come out. If you're full of water, it's going to come out. You're full of food, it's going to come out. It's going to show up somewhere in your life. So whatever you're full of, whatever your heart is full of, it's going to show up in your life. So that's why um, the Lord spoke, speaks through the um the, the one who wrote Proverbs, Proverbs 4, it talks about to guard your heart for out of it flows the issues of life. So you need to guard your heart because your heart is going to determine your words and your words will determine your life. Amen. So if I guard my heart, I'm guarding my future. My God. Glory. To meditate, the lost art of meditation. We... Um, Alfred, last week, demonstrated for us, Anthony, come, 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 come quickly, come, come, come quickly. Anthony, we go way back. This guy right here, I got, we tell another time. But can you, can you get on your um, Indian style? Um, Crisscross, 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 crisscross. Make you jump, I'm sorry. Um, So (laughs) (laughs) meditate. Like, not Christian. Like, like, like what, what people perceive as meditation. Yeah, yeah, you got you got Uniflow. Close your eyes. Okay. <laughs> so when people think about meditation, that's what they think about, right? Right? Meditation, right? Um, <laughs> what's love got to do with it? You see, that's, it reminded me of that. <laughs> yeah, some of y'all too young. <laughs> All right. Thank you, sir. Thank you, sir. Y'all give it up for Anthony. Um. When people think about meditation, that's what they think about. Yeah. Meditation, biblically, is you are connecting with your, your mind. You're tossing something over and over and over and over and over, and you're thinking about it, and you're looking at different angles. You're, 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 sometimes people talk about thinking outside of the box, right? Everybody, everybody, let's think outside of the box. Well, sometimes you've got to think inside of the box in order to be successful outside of the box, right? Right? <laughs> So, you got to think through the box. Think, let's think, let's look for different angles. And so, that's what you do with the Word of God. You take the Word of God and you think about it. Okay, who wrote this passage? Why is the person writing that passage? What is actually going on in the time? Why is Paul saying this? Why is Peter saying this? Why is Moses saying this? Why is Jesus saying this? And how does it all connect? What does this have to do with 2019 in my life with Jesus and I got bills? How, how does this relate? What is the Spirit of God saying? Wh- wh- what's the spirit of the text? What is the context of the text? And how do I apply the, the timeless principle for all generations, whether I'm in America or rather in Uganda, this word is still relevant to me. Meditation, right? It takes time. Most reason, I'm convinced that most Christians that I know do, do not meditate on the scripture because it's work. Yeah, yeah, We are lazy people. We don't like to think. We want somebody to think for us. I'm just throwing it out there. I'm I'm not talking about you specific. I'm general. And we need to be thinkers for God. The Bible says to love, Matthew 22, love the Lord God with all your heart, emotions, our soul, oh, our soul, and love the Lord God with all your what? All right. So we need to think God's thoughts after him. Become thinkers for God. To ask the Holy Spirit who has been sent to help you to get you to think. Holy Spirit is not trying to keep you from thinking. He wants to develop great thinking skills inside of you. He's a thinker. God is a thinker. He thinks. He thinks about the future. He thinks about the begin at the, at the end of a thing at the beginning of it. So when he saw PD, he saw the end of PD. And he works his way out, back out. And the Spirit who was there in the beginning begins to walk out that plan, what the Father saw in the future. So you and I are called to think for the glory of God. Don't just take something because somebody said it, but think about it. It was a group of people who heard Paul and they were very faithful says, let, let me go and see and examine to see if these things are correct. Because my eternal state is based on what that person just said. Why would I just get saved or say a prayer and really not sure that it really changed anything? Eternally. Meditation, right? (laughs) Um, To think, to toss over, to ponder, to mutter, to confess, to be focused. When we confess, we are meditating. Meditation is a missing ingredient in most Christians' lives. And it's the very key that can grow you up spiritually. More than prayer, I have prayed a lot of hours in tongues. You do understand that, right? Dave reminded me of a scripture that Paul said. I thank my God. I pray in tongues more than you all. Yeah. He said, "Pete, you can, you can, you can quote that. that that's, that's about you. That's about right." I spent hours praying the out the plan of God. I fasted a little bit. <laughs> 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 I fasted twice a week uh, for like five years. <laughs> um, I've, medit- I- I've studied scriptures, right, which is part of meditation. But I've grown more spiritually when I have meditated the most. Meditation is the missing key in most Christians that I know life to grow spiritually. Because it's work. You can't just profess it and confess it. You can't just get somebody to lay hands on you. You have to do the work. You have to learn how to become a thinker. You have to rely on the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit wants to help you to think. Sidebar. This is sidebar. Um, uh, Nakia and I are uh, working on October the 4th, which is this Friday. You don't want to miss it. Uh, so we we're working on October the 4th, and there was something that we purchased last year for the anniversary for the church. And I came into the, um, the church, and I cleaned out everything, right, and, and I couldn't find it. Just couldn't find it. And, and so I decided to pray. <laughs> which is not right after the fact I said Holy Spirit you know exactly where this thing is I looked at my house and I looked here you know exactly where it is and God is my witness on the inside of me I had a mini vision and I saw Dave talking to Trey at the end of the banquet last year and he's packing up st- that thing that I was looking for and so I said hey um, Dave you, you got that yeah yeah I packed it up last year How would I have known that? Holy Spirit knows everything, right? An example that he is, he has been sent to help you and I to do the will of God. And he knows everything. He knows how to get you out of debt. He knows how to get your body back intact. He knows how to get your emotions in line. He knows how to become, help you to become a thinker. He knows how to make you the best parent, the best spouse, the best single person, the best student, the best worker. He knows it all and we have to tap into him and release his ministry in our lives. I'm telling you, he's available. He's more, he's more willing to help us than we're willing to ask. Oh my God. He can get you in shape quicker than you can in, in six months. He can get you in shape in less than a couple weeks, right? I mean, he can. He, he's able. He's willing. And, and it's just a matter of us learning how to meditate on it. And so let me take you to a scripture before I get caught up. The scripture is in 2 Timothy chapter 2. 2 Timothy chapter 2. This book of the law should not depart from your mouth, but you should meditate on it. Day and night. And when you meditate on it day and night, then it says, what's the purpose? What's the goal of meditation? That's the question. What's the goal of meditation? The goal of meditation is to get you to do what you're meditating on. Let me say it again. The goal of meditation is to get you to do what you're meditating on. Right. The reason why the word is not real to most believers that I know is because they haven't taken the time to meditate on. And when you meditate on it to the point that you are actually doing what you're meditating on, that's when you'll see the blessing. That's when you'll walk in your hundredfold walk with Christ. You may get that 10 years from now. (laughs) All right. um, Because because then Joshua, uh, it says it goes on, it says, and then you will make your way prosperous. Right. You'll make your way prosperous. Notice that God God has given us the tools to become prosperous, but we have to do something with those tools. You cannot expect God to to work the tools that he gave you to become prosperous. You got to use the tools. And one of the main tools to become prosperous is meditation. Meditation is the key to get your butt from being a listener to a doer. And when you become a doer, then you're blessed in all that you do. That meditation is the missing link because it's the motivator. It's the the very fire to light you up from being a listener to being a doer. My whole ministry is about doing to do what you know, to obey what you know. If I can get Christians to do what they know, then they'll have success in life. Not saying they don't have any trials, we're gonna have some trials. You're either at the beginning of a trial the middle of a trial or at the end of a trial and you may get one minute and then you go right into another trial. If you're, if you're looking for a religion that says no more trials, you have joined the wrong religion. Your life is going to be full of trials. I don't confess it over me. I don't have to confess it. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. Oh, don't speak that affirmation. It's going to happen. You're going to be in a trial. Tomorrow you may walk into your job into a trial. Um, You may go home and walk into a trial. You may be a trial when you get to the car, when you check your voicemail. Trials, it's going to happen. We're not exempt from crisis. We're not. I'm not preaching that message. Oh, you know, you can just live and you can just go through life like a bed of roses on a, you know, it's not that easy. He's the God of the hills and the valleys. He's the God who puts you on the hills. He's the God that sees you in the valley. Pouring yeah. yes. yes, Wells. So I, yes. I didn't write that. I didn't write that. <laughs> he ain't going to sue me. All right. Um, 2 Timothy. 2 Timothy chapter 2. Real quick, my time is slipping away. 2 Timothy chapter 2. 2 Timothy chapter 2. Second Timothy chapter 2 verses 2. Chapter 2 verses 2. All right, I'm sorry. Uh, let's start with verse 1. 2 Timothy chapter 2, 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 1. It says, You then, my child, be strengthened by the grace that is in Christ Jesus. So here Paul is talking to his son and ministry. He says, Be strong, be strengthened, receive the strength that is in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. Allow grace to empower you to live the Christian life. Verse 2, and you and what you have heard from me. In the presence of many witnesses and trust to faithful men. So what you've heard, what you've seen from my ministry, I want you to go and duplicate it. And don't just give it to anybody, but give it to those who will be faithful. Amen. And it goes on It says, who will be able to teach others also. So the qualification is, don't just give it to anybody. We're not called to disciple everybody. But we're called to those who will disciple others, who will disciple others, who will disciple others, who will disciple others. That's how the faith is passed down. Who will be able to teach others also. Verse 3 I'm sharing suffering as a good soldier of Christ Jesus. How many know a soldier suffers? He has to leave, they have to, the soldier has to leave their family and they have to go and commit to this, this bigger picture. Right? You're going to suffer as a Christian. Verse four, no soldier gets entangled in civilian pursuits since his aim is to please the one who enlisted him. An athlete is not crowned unless he competes according to the rules. It is the hardworking farmer who ought to have the first share of the crops. Verse seven is where I want to get to. Think over what I say for the Lord will give you understanding in everything. Notice that Paul told he says he talked about grace. He talked about being a soldier. He talked about being an athlete. He talked about being a farmer. And he says, now, think. He didn't tell him to pray. It would have been easy to say, just go pray. Think. While you're down there praying, think. While you're studying the scripture, think. Think about what I just said. That word think means to... Take it and drag it through your mind and keep dragging it until you get it. Think about it. Hit it from every angle. Think about it. God will use your mind to bring solutions. And if you provide solutions in this world, you'll get paid. The solution solvers or the solution givers are the ones who will be wealthy. Side note, When 9-11 happened, they went to mathematicians. Why? Because they're trying to figure out why this happened. If you provide solutions in this world, sidebar, you can get wealth. Nothing to do with my sermon. This scripture right here, think. Let's read it again. Think over (laughs) what I say. That that that's not like it's not like a um, a light thing like uh, occasional. Think about it, ponder it, work at it. Use your powers of consecration, concentration, and think about it. Think over what I say, and the promise is what? What's the promise? What's what's the promise? What's the next part? The Lord. will give you understanding in everything. Now that doesn't mean let, let's let's be practic- let's, let's let's apply hermeneutics. That doesn't mean everything in life. It means everything that I just said to you.
2: <laughs>
1: Got to say that, right? <laughs> Some people say, "Oh, if I think about what what was just said, he going to give me understanding of everything in life." No, 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 no. Context is king, right? Yes.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Right? Context is king. So what does that apply to? That applies to uh, let me just Can I can we take a side journey? Like yeah. two minutes? Go to Philippians 4. Philippians 4. Real quick. And we'll come back to 2 Timothy. And I'll wrap it up. Philippians 4. We got to say, I got it. <laughs> the one, I got it. Okay, <laughs> okay there's another one. Like popcorn. <laughs> what, what's the other popcorn? Is it like pop? Got it. All right. All right what, what else? What else? Oh, what else? What else? Uh, okay, so my wife just prayed that I would share... The things that God has given me are are something to this that what what He gave me when I was a teenager, right? When I was young. Here we go, Philippians four, verse ten. I rejoice in the Lord greatly that now at length you have revived your concern for me. You were indeed concerned for me, but you had no opportunity. Not that I'm speaking of being in need, for I've learned. For I have learned. Say about I've learned. learned. Okay. So there's some things you got to learn. In whatever situation I am to be content. So, whatever situation you find yourself in to be content, you gotta learn contentment. Contentment is not something you can get through laying on the hands, it's not something that you pray once about. It's not you can go to the you can read all the books about contentment, you can go to conference name contentment, but unless you learn how to be content, right? <laughs> unless you learn how to be content, you will never grow in that. And whatever state or whatever situation you find yourself in, be content. And that's hard for those who are entrepreneurs, right? Oh, I'm not content with this lack. That's not what it's talking about. It's like learning how to be grateful, learning how to deal with the, being in the valley, that he's the God of the valley, learning how to deal with sorrow and joy at the same time, learning how to deal with life and death and debt and poverty. I mean, prosperity, uh, learning how to deal with sickness and health, learning, learning how to deal with life. Learning how to be content with you and Jesus, that your own relationship in Je- with Jesus is not based on what's happening in your life, that you're so, lo- so in love with Jesus that you could be broke, busted, and disgusted, and you're still in love with Jesus, and yet you could be rich, you could be rich, richer than Bill Gates and still be satisfied with Jesus, that it's not based on what you have or you don't have, and some Christians are based their walk with Christ, what's going on? Well my relationships are not right So God must be displeased Oh my relationships are great He must be pleased No it's not based on what's happening That's what it means to learn to be content Then, the moment, Whatever you're facing You're content You may be dissatisfied with the circumstance And you should be And you rise up I'm thinking about um, people in slavery They was not satisfied with slavery Isn't, The Bible's not telling you Be satisfied with your bondage But are you in bondage be satisfied with Jesus. Amen. Yeah. Amen. And this is where uh, one of my artists I like. Uh, uh, there's a blessing in the suffering, or the blessing in the trial. The blessing is to be satisfied with Jesus, and no matter what, nothing can get you off of Jesus. Whatever's happening, I- I'm in love with Jesus. I'm not moving. I'm not moving. I'm not. I'm not driven by results. I'm driven by my passion that He has for me. Amen. Verse 12, I know how to be brought low. Notice that he was brought low through life, the trials. And I know how to abound. So I I can be low and I can be high. I can be rich and I can be poor. All right. And in any, in every circumstances, I have learned the secret. Everybody say the the secret. A few years ago, there was the secret, right? The secret of facing plenty and hunger, abundance and need. And here we go. I can do all things through him who strengthens me. And the secret is that his faith was not in the circumstances, but it was in the Christ that was strengthening him. That is the secret of learning how to be content. That's this I can do all things I can be brought low and I could abound. it is through Christ who strengthens me. Are you, are you with me right So to use that scripture just for anything, I can do anything I want to I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. It's a misappropriation of the text It's learning how to deal with the circumstances of life and being content through the strength that Christ provides. All right that's the sidebar. Go back to um, Go back to where. Go back to where. Second Timothy. My last scripture. 2 Timothy. 2 Timothy chapter 2. Consider what I say. Um, think. King James says, consider. Uh, is we think over what I say. 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 7. Think over what I say. For the Lord will give you understanding in everything. Okay, so let's talk about this. We're talking about meditation, the lost art of discipline, right? Uh, to meditate, to think about, to toss over, to confess, to mutter, um, and when you do that, you'll have great success. You, you, you'll meditate, learning how to do, to obey. And we know from James, the the doer is the one who's blessed. Yeah. Meditation comes to full effect when you hear, when you speak, when you pray, when you worship over what you're meditating, when you pray in other tongues and think about it. That all of that. It, it, it's meditation in the in its full effect. You, you're hearing it. You go, last night, my youngest and I went to bed and we went listening to healing scriptures. So I'm thinking about what the healing scriptures. We have somebody, Dad Hagen, he's reading healing scriptures and he's reading over the accounts of the miracles of Jesus. And I'm going to bed. I'm thinking about the woman with the issue of blood, and I'm thinking about Jairus's daughter, and I'm thinking about Peter's mother-in-law. I'm thinking about how, um, it, it, how Paul um, endured what he was facing. I'm thinking about um, Hezekiah, how he turned his back, turned his face to the wall. I'm, I'm thinking over the scriptures that says, I'm the Lord that healeth thee, uh, I, and I change not. Um, healing is in the sun and the wings of the sun of righteousness. I'm thinking about that Jesus is the healing of the nations. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking about it. And as I'm thinking about it, I'm receiving life. I'm receiving that the fact that Christ is the healer, that, that I, I don't have a promise of healing. I have a covenant of healing. Uh, I'm, I'm related to the healer. He lives inside of me. And the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead is the same spirit that quickens or make alive my mortal body. That same power is available. Oh, of course, I got to eat right. Of course, I got to exercise. But but there is a greater, greater power. Amen. All right. Uh, uh, meditation. You think about it. You, you, you speak about it. Oh, you're the Lord God that he'll... I was at work one day, Psalm 103. I was thinking about, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praises shall continually be in my mouth. When am I? Praising him. What? what? I will bless you, Lord. I bless you. No, it's not just bless, bless, bless. The word blesses make glad. I will make glad the Lord at all times. You know, I learned that when I was a teenager. Did my study. The word bless, because everybody uses it in church. And I've, I've taken words we've used all our lives, like grace, like, what is grace? And everybody's like, it's a merited favor. That is the That is a low definition in my opinion of grace. Let me tell you what grace is. You wanna know? Now y'all gotta do your own study. See, y'all, y'all, y'all slick, y'all slick, y'all slick. (laughs) Y'all try to y'all try to eat off of my fruit. (laughs) Okay, what's grace? Grace. Grace, this changed my entire life. Like I was sitting down and, and I was like thinking about amazing grace, how sweet the sound. I once was lost, but now I'm found. You know, once the sinner, you know, and, and you know, I'm saved. And I was meditating over that, and thinking about. It, I was like, "What? What is so amazing about grace? Like, I'm merited favor. This so weak. Like, I'm amazing. I'm merited favor. You know? it's like, what does this have to do with anything?" So I went to the Greek, and I found out as a teenager, I was 17, and this is what I found. It is the divine influence upon one's heart. And the reflection of that influence in one's life, grace. That changes everything. Divine influence. So if grace, by grace, you are saved. So how does grace save me? Influence, divine influence upon my heart. He takes my heart of stone and makes it a heart of flesh. And that that, that work of grace in my heart shows up in my life in repentance and faith in Jesus. Divine influence. So when we talk about grace, it's grace that I'm standing here now. So grace is influencing my heart and the result of grace is showing up in my life. So grace, true grace, will show up in your life. It won't be like, oh, God is gracious and you can do whatever you want. Grace empowers you to do the law of God. Grace, 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 grace is all throughout the old and into the new. The Ten Commandments are filled with grace. If we would just do the Ten Commandments, it would solve a lot of our relational problems. <laughs> you won't steal, right? Grace calls me not to steal. Though I was a thief, but now I'm saved by grace. So grace causes me to work for what I have. Grace calls me to give to the less, to the least. Grace calls me not to look on someone who's not my spouse and desire them grace. I'm sorry. (laughs) Grace, right? Uh, What does this have to do with meditation? Everything. Everything. It has everything. So you think about it. You speak it. You pray over. You worship over. Okay, let's talk about this. All right, real quick. Training your spirit for success. Everybody say training my spirit for success. I'm going to give you four key points how to train your spirit for success. Listen to me. If you'll listen, if you'll do what I say, Give it a year. Give yourself over to a year. Your, your life will be changed a year from now. I'm about to give you some of the key points of my life that I've done that I've seen the success of the Lord. You ready? Here we go. The first step. Don't look for something deep. Oh, go out into the forest and, <laughs> and be united with the force. Some <laughs> of y'all waiting for that, right? Uh, Oh, go, go, get this book and he'll make you rich. God is not about making you rich. God is about training you to be like Jesus so that you can fulfill his plan for your life. Now, if riches is required for you to fulfill that plan, he'll make you rich. Oh, that was a mouthful right there. (laughs) If wealth is required to fulfill the call of God on your life, he'll make sure you get the wealth if you pursue the call. What we do, we pursue the wealth when he's trying to get us to pursue him so that the wealth can pursue us. There's a scripture says, the blessing of the Lord will chase you down and overtake you. God's blessing will chase you down as you chase the blesser. All right, All right so my first step, first, first, I mean, it's not in particular order. Um, the first one is meditate on the word. We just said that. <laughs> meditate on the word. Uh, that is the first step of training your spirit. You want to grow spiritually. You want to develop your spirit. Meditate on the word. Let's look at some scripture, right? Let's look at some scriptures. Um, Proverbs 4. Proverbs 4. Proverbs chapter 4. I'm going to read this out of um, King James. Proverbs chapter 4, and let's look at verse 7. It says, wisdom is what? The principal thing, right? It's the foundational thing. Therefore, get wisdom. With all that getting, get understanding. All right? So, as you meditate on the word, you'll get understanding. The reason why we don't understand the scripture is because we don't meditate on it. This scripture is hard. Okay, have you meditated on it? It says wisdom is the principal thing, and all you're getting, get understanding. Whatever you get in this life, get understanding. Understand some things. And, and as I heard Dr. Miles Moro said, what is understanding? Understanding is there is a standard that is the standard, right? And you submit to that standard. Understand. You submit under to that understanding, that standard. So understanding. In all you're getting, get understanding. Get understanding. Don't just sit there and just, oh, that was a good word. What did Pastor preach? He, he preached good. I know he got emotional. That was good. We shouted, we danced, we sung my favorite songs, and we gave an offering. Oh, church was good. What did you understand? oh no It was good. What was the title of it? I oh, don't know. Something about spirit. Something about meditation. Um, then you, you missed the point. Meditate on the word. Take time to meditate. And, and, and you're not going to learn how to meditate overnight. Let me just throw that out there. Meditation is a process. It's going to take time. It's going to take days and months and years. So you're not going to get it overnight. I meditated a whole book. PD, I meditated the whole Bible. <laughs> Next week you come to me. Right? I said, uh-huh. <laughs> it, it, it takes, start out with five to 10 minutes a day. Read your Bible, but then take a passage and meditate on it for five minutes. In your bed, on, while you're on your bed, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall know. The Lord is my shepherd I shall not want. When you go to the bathroom. The Lord is my shepherd I shall not want. The Lord is my shepherd I shall not want. While I'm on social media. The Lord is my shepherd I shall not want. While I am on work. The Lord is my shepherd I shall not want. The Lord is my shepherd I shall not want. As I'm driving, somebody cut me off. Give me the middle finger. The Lord is my shepherd I shall not want. The Lord is my shepherd I shall not want. The Lord is my shepherd dealing with kids. The Lord is my changing diapers. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall. not want. the Lord, doing homework. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall. not Lord, the Lord is my shepherd. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall. Not want. The Lord is my shepherd. The Lord is my shepherd. What is a shepherd? Shepherd. Oh, we focus on the want. 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 Oh, I don't have no lag. Uh, the Lord is my shepherd. The, the focus of that text is not my want. It's. It's the Lord is my shepherd. Uh, he's a pastor. The Lord is my pastor. Um. He watches over me. He guards me. He protects me. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He gives me everything I need. He makes sure I'm fed. The Lord. He leads me. He guides me. He protects me. He feeds me. He causes me to go into green pasture. He protects me from the wolves. The Lord is my shepherd. You see you see how that difference? And then when you go and you, you, you pray and you sing, it, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. Oh, man. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for shepherding my heart. He's the king of my heart. He's the shepherd of my heart. You shepherd me. You're concerned about everything that concerns me. You're concerned about my thoughts, my feelings, my emotions, my eyes, my ears, my teeth. You, 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 oh, you shepherd me. You, you. My sheep know my voice. I, I know your voice because you're my shepherd. I, and a stranger's voice I do not hear. I do not hear. I do not heed a stranger's voice. For I only hear the good shepherd, the good shepherd. He shepherds me. He leads me in and out. He, he takes me into the earth. the the harbors of heaven, he leads me. You see how now it becomes a reality. When you read this passage, it's not just some foreign, like I don't know anything about farming, but now it's a reality that he is my shepherd. All right, meditate on the scriptures, all right? So the first one is meditate. Second is to give the word of God first place. Give the word first place. Give the word for first place. I'm gonna give you a couple of scriptures. So let's go with me, go with me to John chapter 15. John chapter 15. John chapter 15. John 15. John 15. Let's look at verse one through three, four. One through four. Here we go. You ready? I am the true vine. My father is the vine dresser. Jesus is the vine. The vine. What does the vine do? Vine brings life. It brings what I need and the father is the vine dresser. Verse 2. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. And every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes that it may bear more fruit. So if you if you've been pruned today, you you're preparing yourself for the Lord to give you some bring some more fruit for your life. Uh already you are clean because of the word that I've spoken to you. Let me know that I'm not always clean. I'm not clean cuz I I'm, I'm I'm at work with a bunch of Unbelievers who's using the F word, every other word. I've heard the F word more in these last six months than I have in my entire life. And, and it's like, wow, that that's unclean, unclean. And one guy asked me, why is this so bad to you? I said, it it, it, it provokes um, violence. It, it sounds like rape. It, 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 it doesn't sound right. When you use the F-word, it's just there's nothing clean about it. It cannot glorify God. It's it's, it's it's the tongue of the devil. It's a word from the devil. That word was not birthed in the Spirit or from the Scriptures. It was birthed out of some hatred and some t- t- it, and when people use it it, 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 it it mars the image of God you know I just got a revelation with a F word I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm telling you I'm telling you it, 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 it does something and when you if you will pay attention to your spirit when the word is spoken it just it, it hits you you're like oh God when you see it on television it's not right you can't say that word because it doesn't reflect the creator. It, it goes against the very nature of God. Yes. I don't care if you are speaking towards your, your spouse. It's not right. Yes. Yes. That's not Pentecostal coming out of me. Uh, <laughs> all right. Um, <laughs> I've had some time to meditate on <laughs> uh, But you're already clean through the word that I've spoken. So I need, a, I need to read the Bible for another reason to get clean. Won't he make you clean? Inside, God wants to make us clean. Right. Uh, as the word of God is taken, I I get cleansed. Verse four. All right, this is the part I want. Abide in who? Me, who Christ, right? And I in you, as the branch cannot bear fruit by itself unless it abides in the vine. Neither can you unless you abide in me. So abide in me, and my, and let me abide in you. Right. Okay, look at verse 7. If you abide in me, and what needs to abide in you? My words words abide in you, then you can ask whatever you will and it'll be done to you. Okay, so, I'm going to say something. The word of God abides in you to the degree that you practice it. Let me say it again. The word of God abides in you to the degree that you actually apply that word. Don't tell me that the word is abiding in you because you can quote a lot of scriptures. Like I said, I got an uncle who's drunk. He gets drunk and he, quotes the, he literally quotes like over two, two-thirds of the New Testament verbatim in KJV. And he stutters when he's not high. Uh, what's, up, what's, up, what's up, Wayne? But he get, get high. Oh, the Lord is my... And he just goes off and like, Whoa i don't understand the call of god on your life boy but you got to get it right (laughs) Uh, but the word abides in him to the extent that he obeys it the word is not abiding you because you have some knowledge of it and you know the greek and the hebrew and you know the ins and outs and every translation if you are applying that word it abides in you that right there right that that's Abide, so so the word give the word of God first place. My last scripture dealing with this is um, Colossians chapter three, Colossians chapter three, Colossians chapter three, and let's look at verse um, sixteen. Colossians chapter three, verse sixteen. Here we go. So first, what, what's the first step in training your human spirit? Meditate on the word. Meditate on the word. What's the second? Give the word of God first place. Give the word of God first place. Colossians chapter three, verse sixteen. It says. Let the word of Christ dwell in you, how? Richly, Richly, teaching and admonishing one another in all wisdom and singing songs and hymns and spiritual songs with thankfulness in your hearts to God. Listen, let the word of Christ, Colossians chapter three, verse 16, let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, richly, richly. Uh, I think we allow the word of Satan to dwell in us richly. The word of Satan is rich. We are rich in the word of Satan. Oh, Jesus. Right? Whether it's doubt and unbelief or worrying, you are rich in the word of Satan. Right? If you, if you can grow. Now, you can grow from poverty to prosperity in the word. I'm not talking about financially. I'm talking about spiritually. As you give the word first place. So as that word becomes first. How do you give the word first place? So whenever you're facing a situation, you go right to the Word. What does the Word say? That's the first thing you say. Okay, if I'm in a situation, what does the Word say? That's first place. Don't tell me he's first place and you don't even consult him. He's the head of my life. I just want to get... That sounds... That's, that's a bunch of religious garbage. They get up and testify. He's the head of my life and you're still sleeping around. Like, he's not the head of your life? Because he, he, he just, he's just a figure... Of your head. Like, he, you, you want him to be the head. So here, let the word of Christ, you, what does the word say? So whatever the word says, make a decision. Whatever the word says, that you're, that's what you're going to do. That, that's what it comes to, right? Okay, the word tells me to love those that despitefully use me. So I just got used this week. Okay, I got I to gotta love the people, man. Pray for those that despitefully use you. They use you at your job all the time. They'll fire your butt over something that's been late for five minutes. They're using you. So what do you do? Lord, I just pray for this company. God, in the name of Jesus. God, I just pray, Lord. Uh, the, the the person that gets close to you and they use you, pray for them. Lord, I just pray for your blessings on them. Lord, God, I just pray. Lord, I forgive them. I release them. God, That how I many of no, those hard work? It's hard. That, that's real Christianity, right? Your, your kids use you. <laughs> that joker come back can, can I do this? Oh, man. I just want to. Like, hey, what's up? What's up? What's up? <laughs> Pray for those that despitefully use you. Love your enemies. So that, that means that not, enemies is somebody that that's not like you chilling with, but they're your enemy. Like, they don't like you. They, won't, they wish death on you. And the Bible says to love them. Well, How do you love somebody who's your enemy? Maybe... Um, getting a, a separate cash app that doesn't have reflect your, any information of yours, and you send them a hundred dollars. Love your enemies, <laughs> and nobody knows about it. And you don't get up to church the next day and testify. I, my enemy, I gave him some money to cash. No, no, no. You don't say nothing about it. Nobody knows but God and that person. But they don't. The person don't even know that you sent it. Love your enemies. Yes. Yes. Oh, God. Are you after my wife? Oh, my oh. You after my wife? Lord, um, Father God, in the name of Jesus, um, let, let, let me release love. on Lord, I call down your blessings on them in the name of Jesus. I, I come before you in the name of Jesus. Uh, they're trying to destroy my family, right? They're trying to Lord, right now in the name of Jesus, I pray, Lord, and, and it has hurted me because I want to pray, venge them, Lord, venge them, yeah. but yet love your enemies. I, Father God, in the name of Jesus, I call down your blessings on this individual right here, John Doe. I call your individual, John Doe, and God, I pray, Father, that you bless him in his work. Lord, I pray you bless the fruit of his body. God, you bless his finances, knowing that he's not tired. Lord, you bl- Lord, bless him. Bless him, God. Oh, God, I pray that, Lord, you set him up on his job, give him promotions. Now, nobody knows you're praying for John Doe, who betrayed you, but you and Jesus, loving your enemies. Praying for those that despitefully use you. That's real Christianity. You hear me? That's not no fake stuff. I love you with the love of the Lord. I don't even like that term. I, I don't like that term because that doesn't even make sense. I love you, with—I love you, but I got to love you because it's the love of the Lord. Like, stop it. That's religious. Talk. Jargon. Christian jargon. Christian knees. <laughs> Let's talk. Now, I love you because he love first love me. I love you. I got, you know, it's not like I love you with the love of the Lord. Like it's so whack. I'm sorry. That, that's just my little uh, so you're praying for those that despitefully use you. Um forgive, right? Forgiveness. I forgive you, I release you, I release, you. I don't hold that against you. Love believes that I believe the best for you. That's that's obeying the scriptures. I give the word first place. That's how you give the word first place. You always look to the word. What does the word, you know, people, what would Jesus do? What does the word say? Hey. Uh, it, they made a whole, they made a lot of money off of the little bracelet. What would Jesus do? Uh, it's so whack. Like, no, whatever the word says, whatever the father commanded him, that's what he would do. I'm, it's a reminder. Okay, whatever you, whatever you need, whatever you let it need, so as a reminder, go ahead. But I'm telling you, it's just look to the word. Uh, okay, what do I do with my money? Honor the Lord. How do I honor the Lord? I, I don't believe, I can't afford to tie. You cannot afford not to tie. You can't afford not to tithe. Like, what do you mean? Like, he gave you 90%. You can't be faithful on the 90%. I, I, it's just hard. It's hard, Pastor. Oh, okay. okay. Welcome to my world. Like, I, I, I pay tithes too. Like, I mean, come on. Oh, 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 I just, you know, how, how do I just, you know, I just, you know, the Lord, call, you know I, I just, the Lord called me to study all day. You a lie? You a lie? No, no, he did You better get your butt up and go to job, go to work. If you don't work, you don't eat. Like, I don't care how deep you got and revelations you got and God is speaking to me. I'm going to change this generation. You change a generation by get your butt and go to work.
2: Yes. <laughs>
1: because it's in the doing that people are see you because if you're always around light, I'm so glad for, grateful for my job. I'm around a bunch of sinners and I'm having the same effects. I'm pastoring sinners. They coming to me. Oh, can you do my marriage counsel? Oh, oh, what book do you recommend? I'm telling sinners are coming to me. I'm like, oh God, I'm a light. It's not. It doesn't only work in the church. It works outside. Amen. This anointing is not just for the body. It's for the world. I'm, up there, I'm, I'm in the basement praying for a young man, and I'm like, looking like you look kind of crazy. I'm laying here. Lord, Lord, Lord. He said, he said, he said, Dwayne, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna come back and pray the prayer of salvation for with you. And I mean, he's heart broken heart, and I'm thinking, Lord, Lord, open up his eyes. I bind the devil in the name of Jesus. And I'm, in, and I'm able to do my work at the same time. I'm able to be a light. Look to the word. What how do I work at work? You do your job and look for opportunities to witness. Don't witness and then do your job. <laughs> I'm sorry. Given the word of God first place. Given the word of God first. Okay, my third, my third. I got two more. The third is practice the word. It's it's the same, you know, it's connected. It's all connected, right? Notice three of the points are dealing with the word. Practice the word. One last scripture, I promise you. James chapter one. James chapter one. The second one was give the word first place. The third is practice the word. Practice the word. Practice the word. You got to practice. I don't preach what I practice. Let me say that clearly. I do not preach what I practice. I do not preach what I practice. I do not preach what I practice. I practice what I preach. I think it's the other way around, right? I preach what I practice. Yeah, 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 yeah.
2: I had it right? No.
1: Oh, I, it. <laughs> I, I do not practice what I preach. I preach what I practice. I do not practice what I preach. I preach what I practice. You do it first. Then you I do it first and then practice. That's what I'm trying to say. I was, I was passionate about that thing too. I was like, own it. <laughs> I was like, I do not practice what I preach. But I preach what I practice. So if I'm not living it, I don't practice it. I don't preach it. I'm sorry. <laughs> if I'm not living it, I don't preach it. Everybody's clear with that, right? Yeah. PD said he doesn't practice what he <laughs> preach. It goes viral.
2: <laughs>
1: but I preach, Hold on, hold on. Preach. I I <laughs> preach what I'm practice. I preach what my what I practice. And I got on top of the Holy Spirit inside of me. I got a wife who's going to who remind me that if I, I'm not preaching, if I'm not preaching what I'm practicing, she's going to come up and tell y'all. Courtney will tell No, 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 no. no. She said, listen, PD up there drinking mine coolers.
2: <laughs>
1: y'all need to pray for the mug because I'm about to kill him. I <laughs> She will remind me. One time we were in an argument. This is a youth pastor. We in an argument and she said, Mr. Pastor. And those words just went right to me. And I'm like, dang. I got somebody to hold me accountable. All right. Last point. Here we go. James 1, 21. Here we go. It says, therefore, put away all filthiness and rampant wickedness and receive with what? Meekness. The engrafted, or implanted word, which is able to save your soul. The word is able to save your soul. Um, but be doers of the word and not hearers only. Deceiving yourselves. We got a lot of self-deceived Christians. They're self-deceived. They See, just because you hear the word doesn't mean that you're doing it. That's right. I was in Bible college for two years, and I heard the word six days a week from church and Monday through Friday. And it was easy to think that I was doing what I was hearing. Some of y'all have been part of this church for a long time, and you think you're doing what I've been preaching. PD preaches a lot about praying in tongues. Are you really praying in tongues? Because if you are, you're going to see some change. Yeah, yeah. Right, right, right. Come on. Yeah, Yeah. fake it till you make it, right? (laughs) Come on, on, like, put on Christ. (laughs) But I'm telling you, just because you hear it doesn't mean that you're doing it. I I listen to sermons all the time, it doesn't mean that I'm doing any of it. Self-deceived Christian, self-deceived Christians, just because you got your praise on doesn't mean that you are obeying God because the rocks will praise him and not do what he says. It doesn't, You. You. anybody can praise him. So praise doesn't qualify that your life is okay. I got unbelievers who will praise God. They say, like, "Thank you, Jesus." They, I mean, I'm telling you, I, I have these older white men and young black men and young black women and Hispanics, and they thank you, Jesus, because they cussed, and I say, like, "Well, praise God, your son is doing better." Oh, thank you, Jesus. I mean, Catholics, Muslims, A Muslim girl came and rubbed, grabbed my hand, "Come on, uh, do the way pray in Jesus' name." I'm like, "Oh, he call- <laughs> the Muslim is calling on Jesus and all at the same time." Let's see who's gonna win, Jesus. <laughs> True story true story, for real. I'm telling you, praise does not qualify that your life is okay. Um, verse 23, for if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like a man who looks intently at his natural face in a mirror. For he looks at himself and goes away and, and and at once forgets what he was like. But the one who looks into the perfect law of liberty, the perfect law of the law of liberty, um, and, and he goes on to talk about um, being not hearers but who forgets, but a doer who acts. Everybody say a doer, who acts. a doer who acts. He will be blessed in his doing. I once preached a message called "This Is How We Do It." This is one of my favorite songs. This is how we do it. This is how we do it. Right? This is how we do it. We put into practice what we believe. We act on what we believe. Are y'all with me? We need to act on what we believe. So the third part is practice the word. Act on what you believe. Do you believe what you believe? Then act on it. Last point. Obey your spirit. Obey your spirit. That's Hebrews chapter 3. Obey your spirit. So when you have meditated the word, when you have given the word first place, when you have practiced the word, then now obey. See, sometimes we want to obey our spirit and forget about the meditation and practice and giving the word first place. Give the word of God first place. Meditate on the word and practice it, and now obey your spirit, whatever your spirit says. And let me give you the scripture for that, so you can like Hebrews three, what what, what verse? Okay, I heard somebody. What verse? Here we go, Hebrews three, verse fifteen. Today, if you hear his voice, harden not your heart. Don't be like our forefathers and mothers who rebelled in the wilderness. But hear and take heed. To the spirit. The spirit of man is the candle of the Lord. God enlightened us through our spirit. He speaks to us through our spirit. The voice of your spirit is your conscience. And your conscience is a safeguard if the word of God is the foundation. You cannot trust your conscience if the word of God is not first place. Because your conscience may be exposed to a lot of stuff. It may be okay for you to still lie and cheat. But if the word of God is the, if, if the foundation, then you can trust your conscience. I mean, you can, you can scar your conscience. You can, you can override your conscience. You can, you, can, you can, it's just like taking those nerves. Like some of y'all drink coffee and you drink coffee and it's really hot. And after years and years and years, it, you, you damage the nerves and you can't even sense the heat from it. The same way it is spiritually with some of us. We override that which God has dealt with us the first time. He'll come to you again. And again, and each time they comes to you and disobey, it gets lesser. and you, you don't recognize and feel the same conviction to a point where it's so far away from God. Your spirit is crying out, it's wrong, it's wrong. But because you have disobeyed all these other times, it has caused walls to come up and you do not recognize the leadership of the spirit. You do not recognize that God is trying to get you out of your situation, but because you disobeyed again and again and again and again and again, do not take what He gives you and speaks to you as something being light and throw it away. We've taken the precious instructions of the Lord and we put them in the garbage. We've ignored His leadership. Father, I thank you for this opportunity to share with your people. Pray that we would not, we would develop, Holy Spirit, help us to become meditators, help us to meditate the scriptures, help us to become thinkers, help us to give the word first place, practice the word, meditate on the word, and obey our spirits. Grow us up spiritually, God. Grow us up. May we no longer be the same people that we were last year. Every eye closed, every head bowed. If you're here today and you say, I do not know Jesus as the Lord of my life, as the Savior of my life, I want you to be bold, brave enough to raise your hand That's me. I want to receive Christ as my Savior. Is there anyone here who wants to receive Christ?
0: That concludes this week's message, and thank you very much for listening. For more information about Kingdom Living Ministries, please call us at 732-324-2200 or visit our website at kingdomlivingnj.org.